So, you're a designer, right? You have paid your dues. You have worked your way up the ladder. You have gone from intern to junior designer to designer to senior designer. And now you wear the big boy or girl, sorry ladies, pants. You are the art director. And your first big decision of your new gig is to pick the new color palette for the corporate rebranding of your biggest client. In the words of the great Dennis Hopper, pop quiz hotshot, what do you do? What do you do? You shoot the hostage, of course. For the record, that's a movie quote, if you didn't know, from a beautifully awful 90s movie called Speed, sorry Keanu, and the only shooting at Audio 9 is the occasional photo shoot. But, really, there's no right or wrong answer. But if your first thought had to do with color theory, then I think you're on the right track. And that is the subject of today's podcast. Color theory, coming up on the Audio 9 Design Podcast, right now. Whether it's a conscious one, or not anymore, when it comes to picking color as a designer, one of the first thoughts you have, or should have, is what colors are good for this product? Are they a good fit? Are they the right temperature or speed for the client and the product? And Chris Decker from 99designs.com, one of our favorites, will give your brain a little kick into the right frame of mind with her article, Fundamentals of Understanding Color Theory. Color theory is both the science and art of color. It explains how humans perceive color, how colors mix, match, or clash, the subliminal and often cultural messages colors communicate, and the methods used to replicate color. So, why should you care about color theory as an entrepreneur? Why can't you just slap some red on your packaging and be done with it? It worked for Coke, right? Color theory will help you build your brand, and that will help you get more sales. Let's see how it all works. Understanding Color Color is perception. Our eyes see something, the sky for example, and data sent from our eyes to our brains tells us it's a certain color, blue. Objects reflect light in different combinations of wavelengths. Our brains pick up on those wavelength combinations as a phenomenon we call color. When you're strolling down the soft drink aisle scanning the shelves filled with 82 million cans and bottles and trying to find your six-pack of Coke, what do you look for? The scripted logo or that familiar red can. People decide whether or not they like a product in 90 seconds or less. 90% of that decision is based solely on color. So, a very important part of your branding must focus on color. RGB, the Additive Color Mixing Model Humans see colors in light waves. Mixing light, or the additive color mixing model, allows you to create colors by mixing red, green, and blue light sources of various intensities. The more light you add, the brighter the color mix becomes. If you mix all three colors of light, you get pure white light. TVs, screens, and projectors use red, green, and blue RGB as their primary colors, and then mix them together to create other colors. Why should you care? Let's say you have a very distinct brand with a bright yellow logo. If you post the logo on Facebook, Twitter, or your website, you don't use the correct color process, your logo will appear muddy instead of that bright yellow. That's why when working with files for any screen, use RGB, not CMYK. 
CMYK, the subtractive color mixing model. Any color you see on a physical surface, uh, paper, signage, packaging, etc., uses the subtractive color mixing model. Most people are more familiar with this color model because it's what we learned in kindergarten when mixing finger paints. In this case, subtractive simply refers to the fact that you subtract light from the paper by adding more color. Traditionally, the primary colors used in subtractive process were red, yellow, and blue, as these were the colors painters mixed to get all other hues. As color printing emerged, they were subsequently replaced with cyan, magenta, yellow, and key, or black, CMYK, as this color combo enables printers to produce a wider variety of colors on paper. So why should you care? You've decided to print a full-color brochure. If you're investing all that money into your marketing, printing ain't cheap. You expect your printer is going to get the colors right. Since printing uses the subtractive color mixing method, getting accurate color reproduction can only be achieved by using CMYK. Using RGB will not only result in inaccurate color, but a big bill from your printer when you're forced to ask them to reprint the entire run. The Color Wheel I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, the best part of going back to school in the fall was getting that new pristine 64-count box of Crayola crayons. The possibilities seemed endless, until I'd inevitably lose the black crayon. Understanding the color wheel and color harmonies, that's what works, what doesn't, and how color communicates, is just as exciting as that new box of crayons. No, really. Being able to understand the terms and processes that go along with color will help you knowledgeably communicate your vision with your designer, or even maybe an Apple Store genius. So let's talk color wheel basics. The first color wheel was designed by Sir Isaac Newton in 1666, so it absolutely predates your introduction to it in kindergarten. Artists and designers still use it to develop color harmonies, mixing, and palettes. The color wheel consists of three primary colors, red, yellow, and blue. Three secondary colors, created when primary colors are mixed, green, orange, and purple. And six tertiary colors, colors made from primary and secondary colors such as blue-green or red-violet. If you were to draw a line through the center of the color wheel, you'll separate the warm colors, reds, oranges, yellows, from cool colors, blues, greens, and purples. Warm colors are generally associated with energy, brightness, and action, whereas cool colors are often identified with calm, peace, and serenity. When you recognize that color has a temperature, you can understand how choosing all warm or all cool colors in a logo or on your website can impact your message. Hue, Shade, Tint, and Tone Let's go back to that 64-pack of crayons from our first day of school. Remember raw umber? What is an umber anyways, and is it actually better raw than cooked? Anyway, you might be wondering how we got from 12 colors on our original color wheel to all those crayons. That's where tints, shades, and tones come in. Simply put, tints, tones, and shades are variations of hues or colors on the color wheel. A tint is a hue to which white has been added. For example, red plus white equals pink. A shade is a hue to which black has been added. For example, red plus black equals burgundy. Finally, a tone is a color to which black and white or gray have been added. This darkens the original hue while making the color appear more subtle and less intense. Color schemes. Let's talk schemes, and not the kind cartoon villains concoct. <laughs> We're talking color schemes. Using the color wheel, designers develop a color scheme for marketing materials. Complementary Complementary colors are opposites on the color wheel. 
red, and green, for example. Because there's a sharp contrast between the two colors, they can really make imagery pop, but overusing them can get tiresome. Like, think any shopping mall in December. That being said, using a complementary color scheme in your business marketing offers sharp contrast and clear differentiation between images. Analogous colors. Analogous colors sit next to one another on the color wheel, red, orange, and yellow, for example. When creating an analogous color scheme, one color will dominate, one will support, and another will accent. In business, analogous color schemes are not only pleasing to the eye, but can effectively instruct the consumer where and how to take action. The Tostitos website, for example, uses an analogous color scheme. A bright orange navigation bar draws the eye to explore the site, and accent-colored links at the bottom direct hungry consumers with the munchies to buy online. Triadic colors. Triadic colors are evenly spaced around the color wheel and tend to be very bright and dynamic. Using a triadic color scheme in your marketing creates visual contrast and harmony simultaneously, making each item stand out while making the overall image pop. Burger King uses this color scheme quite successfully. Hey, is it lunchtime yet? But really, why should you care about color theory? Two words, branding and marketing. Actually, that's three words. Okay, no, wait, three words, branding, marketing, and sales, but that's actually four. With this basic knowledge about colors and color schemes, you're prepared to make effective branding decisions, like what color your logo should be, or the emotions that colors evoke in a consumer and the psychology behind color choices on your website. Think it doesn't matter? Think again. Not only can knowledge of color theory guide you in your own marketing, it can also help you better understand what your competition is doing. We took a look at three law firm web pages, and we noticed a variety of analogous color schemes. Blue is generally associated with dependability, brown with masculinity, and yellow with competence and happiness. All of these are positive associations in a field that stereotypically has negative connotations such as dishonesty or aggression. Making your brand stand out and appeal to your target, plus understanding that poor colors can mean poor sales, that's why you should care about color theory. And that's why you listen to me and this podcast at Audio 9 Design, so you can get the inside track on what your competition is doing so you can be a better designer for your clients and make it all count. Right? Right. Glad you enjoyed. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs> As always, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening to the Audio 9 Design Podcast, where we bring you the latest news, updates, and trends in the design industry to get you higher in your career, make you do better, make you do things you never even thought of before. Well, hopefully. If you have suggestions for a podcast or want to learn more about this topic, check out the podcast section for links and information, as well as everything else you need to know at Audio 9, that's the number 9, design.com. I'm Jason. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon.